Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 16, Episode 0, titled Meet the Queens. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> from <laughs> That bothered you? I like it. From the podcast Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo, please say good day, good day, good day to Mr. Nathan Patrick Brown. Let's wait for the drop. Hold on. Here he is, right here. Hi, Joe. Sweet 16, baby. The Sweet 16 is back, back, back again. Well, no, because they're not back. You know what's so funny is for a few years, they've had 16 drag queen contestants. And this year, you would think with season 16, oh. they've had... Six, no, they have 14. Well, maybe they hired two, like, sexual assault molesters and they had, <laughs> had to can no, them. It, it looks like they only hired quote unquote one even though i want to <laughs> oh, talk about good. i want to talk about that one do you know about this uh, sexual assault thing i've not really engaged so i don't know too much i just know yeah. there was one and i know a little bit this is the problem i know i might know enough to be dangerous mm-hmm. but uh well we can talk about that when we get to it but uh, here we are, season 16 of RuPaul's Drag Race, the flagship show, the one that everybody watches and engages with, even though I will say I was talking to somebody and he said that uh, he, did, he didn't think he was going to watch this show. He was just going to listen to the recap. Wow. Why? Well, I guess we can talk about that. I, I actually didn't get real thoughts. I think it's because of the cast, but uh, we'll talk about it. But by the way, if you want to hear, oh, I guess we... There's no just between us girls for this episode, but when the season happens, there will be just between us girls, and you can get that over at patreon.com slash afterthought media. Right now, we're doing just between us ghouls because we are currently in the midst of um, season five of uh, Dragula, and that show is called Hello Uglies, but uh, that's a show you don't watch, right? You don't watch that show, correct? No, I don't. And every time, like, a Dragula clip will come up on my TikTok or something, I always get spooked because I don't really love the horror, can't, like, the the grossness. I don't like it. You know what's so funny is I host a show that's, you know, second only to the Boulet Brothers' own podcast about Dragula, and I never get Dragula TikToks. You know what I was actually just hmm. telling someone today? You know what? Thank God this fucking trend ended. You know the one with the kids going like, turn around. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that one. I was so sick of that fucking uh-huh. uh, meme, right? I haven't seen it in a week or two, so thank God. But now I can't, I can't with the, um, uh, I'm from Wollongong. We're going to have a big dick, but then our boyfriends <laughs> will fall and break our thumbs. You know, like those, that thing going around. I can't do that. I hate it. I hate that trend. Yeah, yeah. You and I had a private conversation where I said I was going to do one where I said, I'm Lori, but I, 
And what, but couldn't remember what all the Lori ones were that we came up with. Like, I'm Lori. I'm going to throw – I'm going to litter. And then when someone confronts it, I'm going to tell them to go fuck themselves and, and die, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm Lori. I'm going to pour dirty water into a bottle at a restaurant because I'm an adult. Yeah. I'm Lori. I'm going to shit my my chonies and then wash them in the sink and then and then put them back on. I'm Lori. I'm going to call the cops on someone driving because they cut me off. Yeah. I'm Lori. I'm going to chase my girlfriend around the apartment with a pair of scissors. <laughs> we could go all day. Yeah, we could go all day, all day, all day. Um, all right, let's just jump. Well, anyway, go to patreon.com slash afterthought media. You can also go to the Apple podcast and subscribe there and you get just between us girls and all kinds of exciting things coming this way. Cause now you can sell digital products on Patreon and, uh, that's going to be, and so I, if you didn't hear on hello uglies, Lori had a confrontation with Yost Vanderluen from the drag podcast federation. Now that was only for just between us girls. And for those of you who don't want to join Patreon, don't want to subscribe to anything, but you still want to hear that, mm-hmm. you can go to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia and just buy that one episode for $2.99. Well worth it. Well worth it. You heard it, right, Nathan? Uh-huh. I was on it. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you were there. I forgot. <laughs> well, I'm so used to Hello Ugly just being me and Lori, but you were there that day. I was there. All right. This week, 16 queens tell us that they're America's next drag superstar because they have the charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent to go all the way. And if a queen comes for her, they better watch out because she can be kind like a kitten. But when she feels attacks, that's when the claws come out. Nathan Patrick Brown, what's your overall impression of this cast, a season 16 cast, these 14 girls? I think there's a couple of stinkers. But there's also a few that I think I'm going to really enjoy. I'm just mm-hmm. trying not to, I know I just called them stinkers, but I'm trying not to be too critical and I'm just going to yeah. watch the show. It is what it is. It's season 16. I don't know if we're going to get a Sasha Colby or like some of these like really outstanding queens at, at this far along in the game. I'm not too sure. Well, so- when Sasha Colby was, I mean, she was so famous when I saw her. I'm like, well, this, I mean. Yeah, she won. So maybe, maybe it's a good thing there's no Sasha Colby because I can't tell yeah. you has, you know. Yes, yeah, but um, I'll be honest with you. I was a little underwhelmed by this cast. Mm-hmm. No one stuck out to me. There were a couple who are like, okay, well they're okay, and there were quite a few who are like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I was just like, ugh, right? And you know, I was telling somebody about um, how. You know, in in the old days, as a show, uh, we made a little rule that you couldn't or one couldn't, a host could not uh, compare a drag queen to a former contestant. So you couldn't say, she's this season's Peppermint, mm-hmm. or she's this season's Valentina. And I'm not saying this is true for every girl, but there are quite a few girls where you're like, they clear are going for somebody they're, they're truly trying to remind you of a of a former cast yeah. member with this yeah one. i like i think plasma was doing jinx monsoon cosplay okay i i was thinking that geneva Carr was they were really like trying to re- remind you of mistress miss mistress they were really trying to remind you of mistress isabel Brooks. oh yeah and i also thought a mandatory meeting gave me lucy deluca ptsd as soon as i saw her mm-hmm. i was like oh not again 
is another antichrist. Yeah. And Megami was really giving me Jackie Onassis. Not Jacqueline <laughs> Kennedy. Jackie Onassis. Uh, particularly 1969. I see that. Me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was also thinking that Mirage was giving me uh, former Israeli Prime Minister Golda <laughs> You know, mm, yeah, I and guess. And I was like, "This is this season's golden year." Uh huh. Yeah. So, is that rule still in, in effect, even though we just did a string of them? Yeah, and it, look, this is also <laughs> embarrassing. A mandatory meeting, okay, uh-huh. was uh, giving me former con- Congresswoman <laughs> Bella Abzug, and I was like, "Oh, there she is! Uh, this season's Bella Abzug." Yeah, you know, every season so, has one. Every season has a Bella Abzug. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, do you want to do any obscure Australian references, Nathan? Yeah, Tsunami. Wait, no. <clears throat> Tsunami Moose was giving me Chappelle Corby. Oh. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Maya Romaine LePage was giving me the baby that got ate by the dingo. Oh, the, uh, yes. Which yeah. I, I hear in, in uh, Australia is very offensive. <laughs> yeah, how well. <laughs> you know. You know, like, did you know that in the Netherlands, uh, it's very like they will fucking cuss all the fuck you, this, cunt this, you know, all that, right? But if you say cancer, they get like really, really offended. Oh. You know? Yeah. So somebody from the Netherlands was really bugging the shit out of me. Uh-huh. And I got really close to saying well, I did actually mention cancer. And uh, I thought that would really upset him. And he goes, I don't, that doesn't bother me. Oh, okay. This is probably going to get out of the show. Yeah, Nymphia Wind gives me cancer. She's this season's cancer. <laughs> oh, God. Well, if you're in the Netherlands, we have a complaint line officially for this. It's called the best of today at gmail.com. Go and send your uh, complaints about Nathan and how offensive he is <laughs> over there. Um, okay, well, you know, I just because there's, especially there's, since there's so many queens and this is not a full episode and we have a lot to do, I kind of want to jump in. I kind of want to talk about it. Now, I will say, so there's a difference of opinion in terms of the order. So in the order, uh, like, for instance, producer Zach gave me the order and in in that they walked into the workroom. Mm-hmm. Whereas I did the order uh in terms of the order that they were on meet the queens the videos and i think you also did it in the order they walked in the workroom yes since i'm hosting the show it's going to be in the fucking order they were on meet the queens however what i'm saying is i would wa- i would listen along with those uh those videos mhm Pause right here. I should possibly pull that up and look at them because sometimes I don't have a reference for them. I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about. I know. It's really sad to say, especially like with the black queens or Latino queens. Actually, with all the queens. And there's always like the white queens, the black queens, the Asian yeah. queens, and the Latino queens. I'm like, they're all, especially when the cast just comes out, that's just who they are for me. Let me see. Season 16, Drag Race. Okay. All right. Let's start with a mandatory meeting. Um, she is, I believe she's from LA. Uh, I'm gonna get pull the notes up with her, but before I, I talk about her, um, Nathan, what were your thoughts on mandatory meeting? I hate her. I oh, you hate I, her. I, I hate her guts. 
I don't like Why the name. It? I don't like that breastplate where you can just see this like huge chunky like line around her neck. Mm-hmm. What? And mm-hmm. like the the outfit she's wearing for when she walks into the workroom, like it's not even that much cleavage. I was looking at her and I was like, you could contour that on, babes. You don't need this ridiculous breastplate. I think mm-hmm. she's gonna crack as soon as she's safe because she thinks she's gonna be good and she's not gonna be good. She's oh. not my kind of no, queen. By the way, what I want you? the record to show you did not look at the spoiler Reddit, did oh, you? Oh yeah, no, I don't know anything. Okay, good. Um, look, um, I actually I, now. By the way, this is where the looks are crazy because the look I'm looking at is the one for Meet the Queens. Oh yeah, which I'm fine. I'm kind of a fan of, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm, I think the look look is good. So I guess you're talking about the workroom. Maybe that's good. You're giving that's the right. workroom opinion. I'm giving the Meet the Queen opinion. I feel like um, all the I'm Meet a- the Queen's looks were sort of camouflage right? Like, was there a there theme was, There for was it? a color scheme. It seems to mm-hmm. be, like, camouflage, olive greens, patent leather, uh, black, uh, browns. That's what they wanted. There's one queen mm-hmm. who decided not to listen. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And spikes. A lot of spikes. Yeah, too. a lot of spikes. So, sorry, Over. I cut you off. What do, what, do you like her, this mandatory meeting? No, she's annoying. <laughs> She's really annoying. Anyway, she's 26 years old from Los Angeles, California. And then she implies that she she got the name because she, she thought she was being fired. And then she blew the guy and got a promotion. I don't know. It was very I don't know. What do you think of these names that are just outright puns, but not that clever? Like, sometimes I like it. But in like this, like a mandatory meeting, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to tell you something. And don't take this the wrong way. It seems like a name you'd hear on Drag Race Down Under. Of 100%. Yeah, it seems like a drag race down under, they do these kinds of names. This would be Karen from Finance's, like, drag daughter. Yeah, or, like, um, Ketamine, you yeah. know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so, like, uh, yeah, you don't really see them as much in the U.S., or if they are, they're a little bit more pop culture-y. Um, yeah, this was just a mandatory meeting, and, yeah, it's a stupid name. Cause it, but I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of the names on this season, a lot. I'm like, did you choose the name in terms of how easy it would be to say? You well, know? The, not on how to spell. Like, how many, like, apostrophes yeah, are of, there? A it's lot of too apostrophes. Much. And, like, it was a lot. And so, I was like, I had to, like, reference the Wikipedia. I don't know. But anyway, so, a mandatory meeting. So, you liked or didn't like her. No, I'm going to say you hated her, right? I hated her. Yeah. I'm giving a toot for her runway. But I'm giving a boot for her personality. I was not a fan. Without her, she was really annoying a lot. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I think she's she's this season's. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Who would be annoying, but they look good? Lucy is all I could compare it to. She's this season's Christian Ochoa. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Next, we have Dawn. She's 24 years old. From She's from New York City. Um, she describes herself as the ethereal elf goddess from Brooklyn. What? And she, she says she eats a pickle every morning. Uh, what is your uh, what is your hot take on Dawn? I kind of liked her. Like, at mm-hmm. first, I thought, oh, she might be, like, good for a few episodes and then turn boring. But I think she might actually be secretly funny. And I don't know. I, I kind of liked the, the freckles on the face makeup look. Like, I think I think she has promise to be at least entertaining mm-hmm. until like maybe mid season. This is one where I actually was like, oh, it's she. I'm not, but everyone, 
calm the fuck down. Because what I'm going to tell you right now is I don't think that they're really this. And it's very hard to decipher from a Meet the Queens and their personality could be anything. Mm-hmm. I am talking like, is this what the casting director is trying to sell us? Does that make sense? Like, it, like for instance, Geneva Carr, like I said, and we'll talk about her, I think, next, actually. I believe they genuinely are trying to r- remind us of Mistress Isabel Brooks. And I got the sense that the casting directors were trying to remind us here of this willow pill. mm and so uh, I'm not saying she is Willow Pill. I don't think she is anything like Willow Pill. But sort of the energy that the casting, the way that they're presenting her is trying. Are, are they trying to remind us of Bitter, uh, not Bitter Pill, Willow Pill? So that's what I, I got from this. Uh, for her look, I thought I didn't like the look, actually. I strangely found it, except for I like the little elf aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I just didn't, it just didn't really, it was all olive greens and blacks and silver. There was nothing that necessarily popped, which I feel was kind of a problem. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, like, as soon as she gets the critique being like, you know, we've seen the elf shtick. Show us something mm-hmm. else. Show us sexy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she's yeah. going to be able to cope with that. If she rises to the mm-hmm. challenge, great. But who yeah. knows? Um, well, that's the thing is, too, is, like, I found her kind of, like, forgettable, if I'm being honest with you. I found a lot of them to be forgettable. Yeah. But, again, and by the way, people get really mad that we're being negative. Uh, I, I don't think we're being negative. We're judging this. If it's really, if any, if anything, it's a t- it's a critique of the Meet the Queens videos because mm-hmm. I've I've said horrible things about people from the Meet the Queens video before, and I love them. Yeah, you know. So I I think what we're really critiquing is the way that the person comes across on Meet the Queens. Maybe maybe uh, what's her name Dawn? Maybe she's uh, amazing. I don't know yet. I'm just judging from Meet the Queens and on Meet the Queens. The fact that uh, you eat a pickle every morning, if that's the most interesting thing about you, we have a problem. Yeah, what do you think of that? Would you eat a pickle every day? I do like pickles. And often, I'll be honest with you, I kind of get it. Because, you know, if I take a nap, one mm-hmm. of those super long naps where you wake up and you're like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, right, I'll eat a pickle. And that seems to somehow, like, wake me up. I don't know what it Picks is. Picks you up. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I like me. I like me. The, the dillier the pickle, the better. <laughs> That's all I got to say. All right. Next, we have this Geneva Carr. Uh, what was your hot take on Geneva Carr, Nathan? Uh, I didn't really have a hot take on her. She seems kind of positive and fun. Mm-hmm. I, you know, tend to enjoy a pageant queen with big hair. And that's about all I can really say about her. Yeah. You know, um, I it's, it's one of these things. Well, first of all, I liked her look. I thought the look was really fun. It looked really good. She looked on point. Everything was on point. Hair, makeup, everything. Was a fan. That said, she could go either way with me. It's one of these things. It's hard. Like I said, it's hard to tell from these Meet the Queens videos. Lest we forget that um, uh, Silky Nutmeg Ganache mm-hmm. was super entertaining on Meet the Queens. And everyone thought she was just crowned her already. And then she gets in the show, and within episode one, everyone's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, and I, I loved check. Selena Aristides last year through the Meet That's the Queens. Right. Yeah. And I think that sort mm-hmm. of wore off as the show went on. But I was still yeah. clinging on to that Meet the Queens, like, admiration mm-hmm. I had for her. I was blind. Yeah. Well, on this one, it's the same thing with uh, this chick. You know, I'm like, I, she could either be amazing, a la Mr. Sel- Isabel Brooks, 
or she could be really annoying, <laughs> a la Selena as titties. Mm-hmm. She doesn't seem to be yelling all the time. That was the thing with Selena. Selena from the get-go was like, I gotta get these chonies in the butt! <laughs> and you're like, okay, just take it down a notch, okay? I wasn't necessarily a fan of that. Uh, any other big thoughts on uh, Geneva Carr? No. Oh, I didn't give her info. She's 30 years old. She's from Brownsville, Texas. But she's originally from Mexico. And and then she's... I'm actually only... I haven't been saying the catchphrase that she said. But um, Zach wrote in here, Viva Mexico Cabrones. And she's in Cabrones, which is like a... I guess it's offensive. Technically means like goat, but it means like assholes or something. Not assholes, literally. Like, you know, like, what up? Jerk offs? You know, kind of thing. Oh. Oh, now I'm going to get a correction about what it really means. Anyway. um, She's also, oh, I didn't know this. She's Drag Race's first Mexican-born queen. Oh, really? Yeah. And her name comes from somebody giving her advice with an accent saying, you need a car. So Geneva car. You know, like a, a a person with a thick Spanish accent saying, you need a car. And that's All the kind right, of pun ne- name that it's, le- it's at least not so on the nose, like a mandatory mm-hmm. meeting. I can live with the Geneva car. Yeah, you have to think about it a little bit. All right, next we have Hershey LaCour Jeté. Uh, she's 31 from Los Angeles, California. She's the sister of Cornbread the Snack Jeté. Uh, and her name comes for the pronouns... Uh, her, she, you know, like the, the like her, she pronouns. So that's where her name comes from. Uh, she describes her drag persona as a 47 year old woman with a pixie cut, gold tooth, four kids, and drives a bus downtown uh, and a Nissan Altima at home. What were uh, your, what was your take on Hershey LaCour Jeté? As soon as I heard Jeté, I thought, oh no, she's going to be a fucking nightmare. But then mm-hmm. as I watched the Meet the Queens, I was like, Okay, I actually mm-hmm. think she's interesting. She's natural on camera. I think she's going to be really enjoyable and mm-hmm. could be a contender for like one of the top spots. Okay, very good. Um, I, I did, what do you think of the look when she walked in? Uh, I don't really remember it. I have here. Uh, I gave her look a toot. She looks great. Yeah, she has a lot of personality, and Rue Rue kind of likes. That sort of the way she described her brand that sort of plays into what Rue likes, and um, she seemed fine. It's hard again. I'm not going to say this. this is the last time I'm going to say this. It's hard to tell from these things, but yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of personality on this video. The look is on point from what I can see, and so I'm going to say there is a possibility she goes very far. Yes. That's what I'm thinking, and I also think she's got an element of ridiculousness about her because mm-hmm. she says like her sisters told her to change her name if they want if mm-hmm. she wants to be taken seriously, and so she chose Hershey Liqueur Jeté. Like that's what you picked to be serious. I know, so yeah. funny. All right, next up we have uh, Megami. Megami is 30 years old from New York City. She's just called herself a goddess among men. What were your What was your take here on? Uh, Megami. She seems kind of funny. Uh, she'll have some interesting looks, like that cosplay thing. And mm-hmm. I don't know. She says she's w- nervous about lip syncing. So that makes me worried. Like, I think mm-hmm. as soon as she's in the bottom, she's going to go. Um, yeah. But I actually liked how they asked each queen what they're nervous about. And I thought it was mm-hmm. interesting how a lot of them admitted to actually being nervous about something. I was like, oh, God, yeah. big mistake, queens. But yeah, I don't. <laughs> 
This isn't an interesting episode if I'm just going to say I don't really have that many thoughts because I don't really have that many thoughts. Hey, look, that's what if, if you don't have thoughts, you don't have thoughts. You know, it, all we're di- doing is giving our, our, you know, our hot take. It's all we can yep. do. And again, and I'm not going to say it again, but you know how I feel. Uh, but I agree with you. Um, the look is fine. The look is good. She She's clearly an experienced drag queen. She, mm-hmm. So the look and the look shows that. But the energy, the charisma, everything she's giving is telling me early out, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I'm, I say that. She lacks confidence. She's apologizing for being old. She's, you know, uh, she can't do, she's telling you all the things she can't do and what she won't be good at uh-huh. and not telling you like, here are how, here's how I can. And you know, there's, there is a balance and we'll see some of the people have this balance where, you know, you're not overconfident to the, it seems like you're hiding something, but also you're not lacking confidence to the point where you are self-effacing. And she seems to be closer to the self-effacing route where she's, Already apologizing for all the things she can't do, and that's not a good start. And I think these cosplay queens are, are maybe so used to being like a different character. Like if you're mm-hmm. at Comic Con, you look amazing, but you're you're not mm-hmm. yourself. You're not your drag persona. And so I don't know if she'll adapt to the environment where you need to be a big personality on your own standing. That's a very good point. All right, next we have Maya Iman LePage. She's 34 years old from Miami. Uh, and she's obsessed with doing flips, but she's scared of thunder. Um, ba- Malaysia baby doll Fox, um, that front runner, uh, encouraged her to, to apply for, um, this show. What were your, what was your hot take on my mom LePage? Well, I hate her name. It's like a cat mm-hmm. walked across the keyboard, but yeah. I think I'm going to love her. I, mm-hmm. um... Didn't so much, like, know her as in, like, I knew that individual person. I just- I've been to that palace restaurant bar where she works in Miami. Yeah, and I I knew there was a queen that did all the flips. And so, when I went, I was, like, keeping an eye out for this flipper. And I don't think she was there that night because I didn't see her do any flips. Mm -hmm. But I was, like- I I don't know. That was a few years ago and I already knew of her. So, I think she might be secretly really good. And interesting. I also think she might not be good at the competition- but she'll be good at winning a lip sync, perhaps. Oh, I so, see. So, um, I mean, she said she's nervous about sewing challenges. And it's like, bitch, like, go yeah. take a lesson. But no, I, I like her. I, got, I like the vibe. I'm excited. Uh, I don't like this look. The breastplate is horrible. <laughs> I don't like it. And I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I have here in the notes, because I'm watching this. I should probably turn the... Um, the, the captions on because I say here too nice early out. Oh, too nice early out. No chance. So I've got a different take completely. Oh, I think really? she's going to go yeah, pretty I, far. I, I, look, guys, I don't need to tell you guys, anyone who listens to the show for a long time, how fucking wrong am I every <laughs> single fucking time about like, it'll be like, just take it to the bank. Um, the 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 who was the one I was like oh she's gonna like I put her in the top three the one from um Amethyst? Vegas no the one from Vegas oh. um that uh, Kamora Black I was like oh take it to the bank <laughs> Kamora Black is gonna be in the top three <laughs> Kamora Black <laughs> and the one too that's from the House of Aja like I got it wrong in Candy Muse but then the other one whatever her the broccoli the Brock ally. I think I said she would go really far too. 
Oh, yeah. I can't even remember her name. Well, that was because I saw Aja and company at uh, Mickey's, and she was actually a really good performer, but this Candy Muse, man, she couldn't be bothered. (laughs) Candy Snooze is what I called her. (laughs) And then finally, we have Mirage. Mirage is 29 years old. She's from Las Vegas, Nevada. She calls herself the legs of Las Vegas. Yeah, so what did you think of uh, Mirage? She's going to shit me to tears. I didn't like her. It seems like she's resting on being shady. She's like overcompensating by being a bit of a Mm -hmm. bitch. And that can be fun, but I didn't, it didn't come across great in this Meet the Queens. And I just, I don't think she's going to be any good. Yeah. And did you notice she also said fishy a few times in the Meet the Queens? I thought we'd stop saying that. Yeah, Yeah. she said it quite a bit. Well, here's the thing, too. She said cross-dressers and all this stuff. But here's the other thing, too, is she even admits, like, that she doesn't really have a lot of experience. She kind of only really did it because people should tell her, like, like she wasn't good in her first performance. Hmm. It, it was all kinds of, like, she's trying to make it seem like, oh, what's the attitude I would call it? Like, I, I'm better than this. I'm hmm. slumming it being a drag queen. You know, but I'm figuring it while I'm here. And, you know, and and we'll talk about this when we see with other queens. There are quite a few queens who, there's a couple at least, and I think she could be in that group, who the reasons they got on this show, it's weird, are coming from later after season 10. No, 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 Mm -hmm. before season 10. But, like, they're not just all saying season 5, season 6. Some of them are saying, like, season Mm 9, you know, and, and you're like, oh, this is, we're starting to see the evolution where it's even more self-aware than what we were read. it's not just the people who like fell in love between seasons three and mm-hmm. like seven they're saying like oh i started watching in season 12 i started and you're like oh shit this yeah is, someone this is was like oh now. i remember in high school watching sasha velour with the rose petals and i was like in high yeah. school yeah. Oh, yeah yeah and also she's one of the she's the person who like didn't really completely follow the color scheme she's wearing like a bright Oh, almost yeah. like neon green the whole outfit is which i think could have worked but the whole outfit there's no camouflages no grays no blacks no patent leather it's all and that could be people might see it as a good thing or a bad thing it didn't work for me mm-hmm. uh she seems kind of like this season's christian another <laughs> another this season's christian and can i just pause for a moment and compliment sure. you on talking about the looks so much look at you go well, people don't know this. You know, in the hiatus, I went to fashion school. Oh, good. So now you can comment on it. That's oh, great. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an expert. They even said, wow, like, we've never seen a student come into the fashion school like this and just know so much. I'm like, oh, well, I, I do a drag race uh, podcast. And they're like, oh, Is that wow. why you have measuring tape around your shoulders and like a needle measuring in your mouth? Measuring tape around my shoulder. Yep. It's exactly yeah, that why. That explains I've been- it. The people don't know. I've edited it. Oh, I can't say edited something. I've edited out my me sewing i'm working on i the queens have hired me <laughs> yeah to like craft costumes for them and that's sort of how i've been spending my time making a little bit of extra money is i've become a dress designer i love that thank you and on that note we're going to take a break when we come back we're going to talk about the rest of the drag queens <laughs> This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What would I do for an extra hour in the day? I'll tell you. I want to write more. In a, in a, in a previous life, I uh, was a writer, wanted to be a writer, all that jazz. You know, wrote things. 
And then it seems now that I podcast, which is a, a, a great creative outlet, by the way, I just write less. And well, I do write a lot. I just, I don't know why I'm going on about this. I write less. I don't write creatively as much as I want to. Now it's mostly just writing about RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever is coming up for the show. And if I had an extra hour, I would spend it writing. And that's what I would do with an extra hour. That's what matters to me. But what matters to you? Therapy can help you find what matters to you so that you can do more of it. I have benefited very much from therapy, and it's helped me set priorities in my life. Hell, the reason I am a podcaster full-time is because of therapy. It helped me realize where my priorities were. And I benefited from therapy, and I think everyone can benefit from therapy, and that's why I think you should give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's designed to be convenient, it's designed to be flexible, and you can totally fit it in your own schedule. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Drag Race today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Drag Race. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we are back. We are back. And we're going right back into covering the queens. We've covered the first half of the season 16 queens. And now we're going to talk about the second half. First, we have up Morphine Love Dion. Uh, she's a makeup artist, 25 years old from Miami. She called herself the Latina goddess of Miami, Florida. Um, and she's been in a few music videos for like Maluma and Bad Bunny. And her name came from a Lady Gaga music video that I'm sure everyone will tell me on Discord what video it is. What were your thoughts here on Morphine Love, Dion? Well, she seems like a little bit of a dum-dum. Like she was saying she named herself Morphine after mm -hmm. that. I think it was born this way. And mm -hmm. she didn't actually know what Morphine was. And she's like, ah, oh. then I had to Google what Morphine was. But that was my name already. And I was like, who's mm -hmm. buying this story you're selling, doll? I think, yeah. I think she's a little simple. I think mm -hmm. she's going to be boring. Yeah. And I don't have high hopes. Um, look, here's the deal. I I don't like it. I don't like it when first of all her look is not good. It's essentially uh, which I it I feel like when you see this on Meet the Queens, this is their whole thing. 
I feel like it's just a corset with a bunch of medals on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, not good. And then she was talking about how, like, she's so fucking, like, when, I don't know how to explain it. Like, if you're talking about how beautiful and gorgeous you are and all this, I'm like, mm, I don't Show me, don't tell me. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, she looks like every fucking chola that I see <laughs> going out for a night at uh, the, the the Midnighters reunion at a, at a concert or something like that. Or like, a, I don't know. Wasn't into it. Uh, I gave her look a boot. I did not like her Meet the Queen's look at mm-hmm. all. I was, I was not a fan. And I, I saw her, her personality and everything. I saw her as just mediocre. Mediocre. Yeah. yeah, same. So, like, I watched the Meet the Queens a few days ago. And then this morning I watched the entrances on on the TikTok. And I was like, who mm-hmm. the fuck is this? I've never seen her before yeah. in my life. And then I checked my notes and I was like, oh, no, I did I did see her before. Yeah, she'll get by a first few episodes. Not, I, 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 I'm even predicting she won't even be in the top. She'll just be safe, right, mm-hmm. for the first few episodes. And then it'll be like episode five before Snatch Game, somewhere around there, four or five or something mm-hmm. around that, where Rue will be like, who's this bitch, right? And then that's <laughs> when we'll see her in the bottom, and then she just goes home. Can you imagine if she does make it to Snatch Game? She'll pick the most random internet-based character that no oh, one will know. That's a good idea. We should do that for this half. Who will they do a Snatch Game? Who do you yeah. think she would do a Snatch Game? It'd be, yeah, like an, a TikTok beauty influencer that I've never heard of. Oh, because she's a makeup artist. Yeah, she'll do like, what's that? Uh, Patrick Starr or something. Yeah, someone like that. Yeah, Wait, is yeah, Patrick yeah. Starr, isn't that from SpongeBob? That's what I say. And then people are like, <laughs> no, that's a, that's, a, that's a makeup artist. I'm like, oh, okay. And then they get all mad and stuff like that. <laughs> I think she's going to do like Kendall Jenner. Oh, yeah. Like someone boring that you're like, who cares about Kendall Jenner? Uh-huh. Or, you know, if she were to do a, maybe a better one, but even though it's hard to sell, but I don't think she's that good, is like a Trisha Paytas. She could flop a Trisha Paytas. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't be good. Yeah. No, she's not going to be good. I think it's hard to do Trisha Paytas. But anyway. Um, all right. Well, next we have uh, Nymphia Wind. Nathan, what was your hot take on Nymphia? Oh, let me tell you about Nymphia Wind. She's 27 years old, originally from New York City. Well, she lives in New York. She's originally from Taiwan, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, she's, uh, she, she describes herself as conceptual, cultural, and yellow. She's also another first queen. She's the first queen to come from Taiwan. And she moved to New York, but she wanted to have more access to drag opportunities. All right. Your, th- your thoughts on her? I loved her. She's my, like, top pick. And I don't know if I'm just saying that because she was the most different and she stood out. The most, um, but I thought she was really refreshing. And I think that mix of like kookiness, fashion references, and like her cultural background, like I think that's a really great mix for this show. And I think that could take her really far if she does that really well. Yeah. So I, I like her. This is a good sign. I was a big fan as well. I gave her look. A big toot. I really liked it. It seemed very refined, very tasteful. I was a big fan. And the way she carried herself, great charisma, mm-hmm. very confident, very confident. I even liked her answer because obviously the question is, what would you do if a queen came for you? And her and she was just like, I'd be quiet. And she gained, then she acted out a side eye that she'd give them. Yeah. And I thought she, I really thought she has what it takes to go all the way. Me too. And what did you think of her workroom entrance with the bananas? Did you pay much attention to that? No, I actually, I didn't, I don't remember the workroom entrances now, that, but I do remember that one. I didn't know that was her. That was stupid. Now that it, I, think about I, it. I loved how stupid it was. She, so she peeled a banana and threw it on the workroom and then she yeah. walked on and slipped on it, which is just 
like so stupid it's okay. kind of brilliant. I guess. Yeah, but she's, she's not afraid to make herself look stupid, which uh-huh. is a really good That's an important attribute quality. to have on this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, People think the the big mistake you can see in these Meet the Queens is when people come on and they think that this show is completely about the looks, completely about being fierce and all that. Sasha Colby didn't win because she was fierce. I mean, that was part of it. She won because if you think about it, the most memorable parts of Sasha Colby is when she allowed herself to look stupid. Mm-hmm. With that the cocktail neck cracking and all mm-hmm. that that was the part that probably really sold her yeah. as the winner were the parts what she did in her in her comedy sketches because we knew she could be fierce we already knew you could do that uh-huh. you know and so that was an important thing I think Nymphia Wynn seemed like someone who could go very 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 far all right next we have Plain Jane we're gonna do a lot of talking on Plain Jane but right now she's twenty four years old she's from Boston. Um, she is actually of Russian heritage, which I'm going to bring up uh, pretty soon. She's actually she actually is Russian. Her parents were born in Russia. She was a competitive ballroom dancer as a child, and the name comes from her love of airplanes, but also Jane from uh, Tarzan. What were your th- thoughts on playing Jane? So I saw is she, is she the one with the controversy? I, we'll get to it, but I yes. sort of judged her not knowing that kind of. So yes, this was my she's take. On, she's. From the controversy. You're right. Yeah. So, my take, like, ignoring all of that at first mm-hmm. was that she seemed a little gross. Like, she's talking about shitting herself on the runway. She watches cartoon mm-hmm. porn. I was a bit like, yuck. But then when, the more she talked wait, and she wait, started wait, like- wait, 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 wait. What's your problem with cartoon porn? <laughs> well, I feel like she's just saying it for oh, outrage for factor. Value. For shock okay. value. And I don't mm-hmm. actually believe it. If you do love cartoon porn, go off, sis. But the way she was I, saying look, it, I was like- look, let me mm-hmm. Wait, hold on for a second. I don't. I don't seek it out. Let me tell you this. I don't seek it out. Mm, but if it but, pops up, but if it pops up, there's some. Pre- Have you watched some of these cartoon porns? Well, uh, you know, if it pops up, <laughs> you, you oh, do exactly, watch it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, I'm playing that um that Jedi game on the PlayStation Jedi Survivor, I think, mm-hmm. and. The the main character that you have to play with, like, he's not really my type, but I've got him in a little, like, tank top right now. And he's got these, like, biceps. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, like, hmm, I wonder if there's porn about this guy. And well, I haven't sure sorted out, is. but maybe someone can send that I'm to me. I'm 100% sure there it is. Yeah. And isn't there some sort of rule? Isn't there some sort of rule? I can't remember what it's called. I think there's, like, a, one of those, like, internet principles or something like that. But if you can imagine it, there's a porn about it. It's like a yeah. rule like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I imagine that there is. Yeah. So, but yeah, so I thought first up, I was like, she's being too much, but then she kind of won me over. Like when she started Mm. making fun of Katya, I was like, all right, you've got some promise. And I think she has the potential to go far banking Mm -hmm. on that side of her personality. Yeah. Okay. We'll get to the, to the sexual assault allegations in a second, but, um, it's going to, it's going to start a rant from me too. And it's Mm -hmm. the whole thing, but what I'm going to tell you is, let me see, what do I have in my notes here? Uh, I gave her a look a toot. I thought it was really cute. It's a full patent leather outfit, but also like a stewardess, which I think it was really like, I liked. I actually think she could go very far. She sort mm-hmm. of has, again, like we were talking about with Nymphia Wynn, sort of the gravitas, if you will, that it takes to go far. Mm-hmm. This is all a guess. She could go up first. You know, who knows? And, uh, yeah, based on that, she also said something here. Now, Zach, the producer in the notes to me mentioned that he thought it was a joke. I don't, I didn't take it as a joke, but in her meet the Queens video, 
she calls out Katya and accuses her of cultural appropriation. Now, Zach points out that Katya is also from Boston. Plain Jane is from Boston. Katya's from Boston. So perhaps they know each other. Uh, I'm going to assume it's not a joke. I don't, I didn't get a sense of joking. Did you remember this part, Nathan? Yeah, I, I thought it was a joke. Oh, you took it as a joke. I thought it was like, um, shade that's so disguised in seriousness, but it's like, do you really think plain Jane's talking about cultural appropriation? Like, I don't know. But don't you think it's a valid, let's, let, let's pretend then, let's pretend it's serious. Let's say you're culturally Russian. Uh-huh. And Katya, who isn't Russian at all is doing this character and pretending to be a Russian hooker and all that nonsense. Do you do you see that as... Can, can white culture, Russian culture, can that be appropriated and would that be offensive to some people? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. And I've always thought it was a bit odd how Kachi is so obsessed with Russia. And it's like, Russia of all places in this in this climate? Do you think it's... it's do you think it's a, maybe it's conceivably upsetting like someone like Plain Jane that she has to go on... And watch these annoying people, someone like Katya, you know, pretend to have their accent and make fun of their country and just constantly bring it up. Do podcasts about other podcasts from that country and just say that they are experts at doing the accent and uh, talk. Then they think that Outback Steak. I'm sorry. um, There's some (laughs) sort of Russian version. Do you think that that's cultural appropriation? Do you think that's offensive? I think a reasonable perp. A reasonable person could find that sort of thing offensive, but then also you could just have a sense of humor about it. And I feel like plain Jane is not from the five seconds I've known her talking about cartoon porn and shitting herself. I don't think she's that serious. Okay. So immediately when meet the Queens was announced immediately on social media, an allegation of sexual assault was levied against her. Now they, they were very specific and I'm going to read it because I know I, I skimmed it at first. Okay, mm-hmm. I knew about it existing, but, you know, I skimmed it. And so I'm going to read what Zach wrote word for word because maybe he has a better take on it. But he writes, Plain Jane has been accused of putting their hands down the pants of an audience member without their consent. This is happening on uh, Twitter. I'm not going to call it X. JK from Dragula Season 5 has corroborated this report, indicating the accuser is his friend. So he said the accuser is his friend. I cannot find a comment from Drag Race or Associated Parts. So Drag Race has not commented officially. And I don't know when, when Zach wrote this. Mm-hmm. But in the pa- within the past week, the video of this event has been released. And all oh. I'm going to report, all I'm going to report, I'm going to try and play it safe here, is that the, tw- that the Reddit reaction to this overwhelmingly has been, oh, this is a big nothing burger. Oh, okay. And it's since then, I think actually in the past day or two, JK has come out and been like, oh, well, let's just put all be bygones, be bygones kind of thing. And it's sort of like, I wouldn't say walked it back, but is now now trying to sort of like downplay his role in this. Oh, okay. And so it seems like even in the court of public opinion, when people saw the video, that, that it, she seems to have escaped this uh, scandal. What I will tell you when I saw the video and my interpretation, my interpretation, Joe Batanz's interpretation, I was not there. I don't know how the person felt or anything like that. And I think this is why it was labeled a big nothing burger. It just seemed like even tamed by like a drag standard. She's the the person who she has her hand down their pants 
is clearly actively participating and, and, and there's implied consent the way this person's participating. And it's just like the basic thing, like, oh, I'm going to put this, my hand down your pants kind of shit. Uh, and look, obviously nobody feels that there's a place for sexual assault. But what I will say, and I actually, before I came on the air, I talked about this with some drag queens that I know, because I wanted to confirm, because I have a feeling of this. And it's something that I wanted to go off at length about, either in something written or maybe even here in the podcast. Maybe I can still do both. But I have this take, this hot take, if you will, that drag, go with me on this. I'm going to take it step by step. That drag is inherently uh, scary and um, offensive to cisgendered straight people. Mm -hmm. But the way they handle it depends on their political leaning. So that conservative uh, cisgendered straight people, uh, they're frightened by drag. Yeah. And so what they try and do is ban it. But the left, people, straight cisgendered people on the left are also don't know what to do with drag, offended by drag or scared by drag. Uncomfortable is a better word. Uncomfortable with drag. But the way they respond is to um, take the balls out of it, to take the teeth out of it, if you will, to make mm -hmm. it silly. Because if you make it then, then it's not scary anymore. Mm -hmm. So what they do is, like I've, made, I've, ex I've expressed this before, does a drag queen have a right to read books to kids? Sure. Like, that's stupid not to let them, right? On the other hand, I'm like, why the fuck is a drag queen? Fuck kids. Drag, when you turn, what there's what the left is trying to do is turn drag in and drag queens into clowns. Yeah. And a drag is something appropriate for a children's show because it makes them uncomfortable. So when you take the subversion out of drag, then uh, it's just clowns. You've mm -hmm. made them into clowns. Now, by the way, if you're a drag queen who that's what you want to do, God bless you, right? But don't do that to the whole art form. And so I think drag, in many respects, whether it's politics, sexual politics, you know, actual politics that we know about, or anything that's going on in the world, I think drag is a subversive art form meant to hold a mirror up to society by making fun of it, like turn it into satire. And that you can, and this is the same thing, I hold the same thing true for stand-up comedy in a live form. You can, and there's anything should go at a drag club. Now, that said, you know, I mean, obviously you shouldn't sexually assault people. There are social parameters. Mm -hmm. But I think we've gotten to a place where everyone's just too fucking sensitive. You know, if you, if you are in the front row of a drag show, there's a good chance, a better than even chance, that something is going to someone's going to touch you do something to you if you don't like it either don't go to the drag show or sit in the back mm -hmm. i was at the front row of a drag show and this morgan mcmichaels put her fucking boot right <laughs> up against my chest and leaned into me and stuff like that maybe what if i didn't want a fucking boot in my chest you know well then that's my fucking fault for sitting in the front at the front row of a goddamn drag show did she listen to the all-stars three recaps and she knew who you were and she was like i'm gonna maybe that's what it was fucker in the throat yeah I'm going to kick him in the throat, yeah. <laughs> so, and then she shot a ping pong out of her ass and into my face. So, that, yeah. so what I'm saying is, and, and I have more to say about this, but I don't want to take the whole show on this, is from what I saw, the limited video I saw was honestly standard drag there. Now, by the way, for people who don't remember, I've gone off on this, um, who was the chick from season one who took that person's money? Oh, um, Chanel? Chanel, right. 
Yeah, you shouldn't be taking fucking people's money. That's yes, that's you shouldn't be doing <laughs> yeah. that or or grabbing their personal belongings and doing stuff like that. But like if you're a willing participant, which this the person appeared to be a willing participant, then then you are at a drag show and that's what you can expect. You know, anything and it didn't seem like sexual assault. But putting yeah. down your hands at a guy's pants at a drag show, as maybe that would be offensive at anywhere else. But I think at a drag show, I think that's on the more tame side of things and that's the way it should be i just think we need to just make it a blanket rule for everyone don't touch drag queens and drag queens don't touch your audience like that's just the way the future's going like we just need to all agree on that so you don't think that she this should have happened but again we're seeing we don't see the beginning of the interaction we're just seeing the middle yeah yeah i mean she could have asked i i haven't seen it i don't know I'm thinking of Nina West yeah. licking that guy's foot. It's like That's surely, gross. surely at some point, <laughs> at some point, you just you ask for consent when you want to be too risky. Yeah, but here's the deal with Nina West. It, I will say that's a very good example because this Nina West, every time I see her and she's in this fucking <laughs> hairspray and shit like that, right, going around and now she, because she, she's one of the people that wants to be the clown that reads to kids, you know. Mm-hmm. And I just think she's sitting there fucking sucking on some guy's toes <laughs> and it's, it's gross, you know. And I'm like, and you know what? But you know what I do? I go. I'm never going to go to a Nina West show. Yeah, sure. I'm just not going to go to Nina West show. It looks sounds gross. I don't want to see her sucking on someone's toes. And then I don't remember the thing with the like sucking on. I think there was some sort of weird thing where she would just do it, right? I don't think there was a consent thing. I didn't see the video of this uh, of this guy with the the hand down the pants. I saw the video of that, but I didn't see the beginning of what, okay. the interaction. But based on the little I saw in the body language, it seemed like the person whose pants they were uh, seemed to be giving. A big time consent. All right, let's yeah. move on from here. Do you have anything else to say about this? Well, yeah, I think you're right. There, There is sort of a, a social contract when you're going to a, a, a drag show. It's like if you go to a Bianca Del Rio show, you're going to get made fun of. You're going to hear yeah. offensive jokes. You just got to live with it. And yeah. I also think you're onto something with that, like, wider sociological, like, trend. Mm-hmm. But also, I feel like, you know how they say, you know, drag is art, blah, blah, blah. Not all of it's that artistic, you know? And sometimes no. you just want to go to a drag show where they just do bingo. They make some 69 jokes and you go mm-hmm. home. Like, it doesn't need to be transgressive. It doesn't need to be, like, I'm making a statement. Sometimes you just want to have fucking fun. And can't we no, just have fun anymore? No, I know. Can't we just have fun? No, look, here's the deal. You're right. You're right. And this is where you get into sort of the 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 stickier, the, the trickier parts of nightlife. Which is there are people who really do sexual assault and put their... I'm sure that... I'm 99% Mm -hmm. sure there are drag queens who are using it because they want to grab some hot guy's balls or, (laughs) you know, doing creepy ass shit, right? Um, But, you know, it's... It's it's, you have to learn where you're going, what's going to... Like, so I don't think you're going to see... Like, you're right. If you want to see drag, but you don't want to see that, then go to a drag bingo. I think this is something you're going to see at 1 a.m., at uh, a CD drag bar, right? I don't know. It's look. It, it's it's open for discussion. Uh, if I offended you with anything I said, by the way, once again, the official Afterthought Media complaint <laughs> line is uh, the best of today at gmail.com. And and by the way, we intentionally set it up that you can be as mean, rude, and nasty as you want to be. Plus, I'm going to fuck off or do anything. Go at it. We want everyone to be able to express their voice. So send that to the best of today at gmail.com. All right. Next we have Plasma. Um, Plasma is 24 years old from New York City. Uh, but she sees herself as a 65-year-old woman uh, inhabiting a 24-year-old's body. Uh, 
Um, so, and she kind of considers her giving 1950s Hollywood glamour. What was your take on Plasma here, uh, Nathan? She's going to be a punish. Like, I thought, oh, God, another musical theater wannabe dropout. Like, I can't. I think she's going to be so annoying. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to be dull. I don't mm-hmm. like this character. It's been done by better people. I, I don't mm-hmm. need to see Plasma's take on it. Have we, you know, we've seen every season or so, not every season, but every other season, a couple times in a row, we've seen this before, where it's the, like, I'm doing old Hollywood glamour. Strictly, that's what I'm doing. Have any of them gone far? I know you want to say Jinx Monsoon, but Jinx Monsoon was doing something more than that. Mm-hmm. But, like, Max, uh, the Harry, the, the Iranian Harry guy, whatever her name was. Um, um... We've seen this before. Yeah. Um, Robbie Turner sort of had sort of that mm-hmm. uh, feel too. Do, do, do any of them go far besides maybe possibly Jinx Monsoon, who I think does more than that? But what do you think? Yeah, not really. And it's like, if you're going to come in and say you're doing that glamour, like, why are you wearing that pleated skirt that doesn't look like even? Like, you're not giving me glamour. You know what she's giving me? And it kind of reminds me of... Um, the guy's name the trans man got mick oh yeah because i'll tell you why not she's not got mick in any way <laughs> but what i'm talking about is you know one of the accusations for got mick is that got mick came from an affluent family who's able to sort of bankroll uh his appearance on drag race and i'm getting the sense too because she says that her parents are super for it and it she for being 24 this look seems expensive are the parents, you know, mortgaging their house to, so she can, you know, have a designer design all these looks? What do you think here? Are you talking about the Meet the Queens look, not the walk-in? Because I can't quite picture the Meet the Queens, oh, but the walk-in the look the I didn't que- think looked that flash. Oh, really? The, the the Meet the Queens one is sort of flashy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's Nepo babies everywhere these days. And, yeah. like, if I was getting onto the show, I'd be asking for money. I'd be walking around with, like, a donation tin. Like, I'd be mm-hmm. scrounging to try yeah. and build up enough coin to buy some nice outfits because I'm not going to be able to make them myself. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, you have to play with the tools in your tool belt. And is it mm-hmm. fair? Like, maybe not. But mm-hmm. that's just the way of the world. That's just the way of the world. Um some things will never change. Um, all right. Well, I gave her a toot on her look, and I actually really liked her personality on Meet the Queens. Uh, you didn't? It's okay to disagree. We'll see how mm-hmm. far she goes. I don't know how far she'll go. We're going to find out later. Next, we have Q. Uh, what were your hot takes on Q there, Nathan? Get a By real way, name. That's well, what I okay. think. She's 26 from Kansas City, and uh, she says the Kansas City drag seems very competitive because of the lack of bars and performance slots. Uh, she also makes her own look. I think she's really good at sewing. Um, any other thoughts on Q besides getting well, your name? I think that's her saving grace if she can sew. I think mm-hmm. that's... I mean, I don't know if any of the others have really said that they are a sewer. So, for her to say that, I'm like, okay, thank God we've got someone in the can. But I yeah. think she's a bit boring. I think she might be a bit filler. Oh, really? I didn't get boring from her, but I did get um, weird. Well, yeah, if you name yourself Q, you're going to be a little weird. Yeah. Um, I like the look that she had. And I and even though I thought she was weird, even though I thought she was annoying, I think I've learned 
to not underestimate the Kansas City Queens. They seem to do mm. fairly well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, maybe she won't. Maybe she'll be the one exception. You know, like, remember with Bosco? No, wait, Bosco did well? Who was the one that was, like, Bosco's friend? And this came... Oh, the, uh, Irene Dubois. Oh, Irene, she did not do well. Yeah, so we had this run of, like, Seattle Queens always doing well, and then this or Irene Dubois comes on, yeah. and it was like, au revoir, Dubois. Yeah. By the way, I was be at the Haha Cafe in Lancashire uh, for the special Christmas Eve show. And you can see me there. What's the Christmas uh, Eve show called? Ha 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 or Ho Ho Ho. It's <laughs> great. And they only hired fat guys and we all had to dress like Santa. <laughs> Sounds fun. It's really weird. So mm-hmm. is Kansas City, is that like a drag hub? I don't know too much about it. Yeah, it's so funny. I was actually talking to uh, Jimmy Anti, drag queen extraordinaire from originally from uh, the Missouri area, and he was talking about like, well, yeah, you'd be surprised at what a hub Springfield, Missouri, and Kansas City are. Mm, great. Yeah. Um, okay. Next we have Sapphire Crystal. Um, she is thirty four years old. She's from Philly. Um, and she says she has a six octave vocal range. Any thoughts on Sapphire Crystal? Yeah, I really liked her. I liked, I like old school drag mixing in with the new school. And when she said it was like mm-hmm. her 11th time auditioning, I was like, okay, she's been around yeah. the block. And I think she'll do quite well. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to see more of her. I like the look. It is very old school drag look, but she's serving it. She, when she describes, here's the deal, and this is my problem. She describes herself as a theater queen. And I'm just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. I hate theater queens. <laughs> and so maybe she'll do well. They do, I will say the theater queens who really are theater queens tend to do well, at least through the middle. So maybe she'll be fine. But um, yeah, just for me. And then finally, we have Tsunami Muse. Uh, she is, let me find her. She's 33 years old from New York City. Uh, she's the daughter of Candy Muse, so... God help us. She calls herself a fashion girl, yeah. And she's even a self-described knockoff Naomi Campbell. She's originally from Panama, and she's nervous about singing. Your thoughts on Tsunami Muse, Nathan Patrick Brown? I'm nervous about the muse of it all. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, do we really need another candy on this competition? Mm -hmm. And she seems to be all about the look. That's sort of my one takeaway. It was just like, you know, she's a look queen. Which is great, but I wonder how she'll cope when she has to do anything but. Yeah, acting challenges, comedy oh, challenges. we forgot. Yeah, yeah, who would she play in Snatch Game? Tsunami. Tsunami. How are we meant to be saying that? Is it just Tsunami spelled with an well, X? Well, the word is Tsunami, but she spelled it with an X or something, right? Yeah, with an X. I guess it's, she's saying it's Tsunami or something. I don't know what, I don't know what she's saying. I don't know. Um, who, who would she do? Candy. Sh- tsunami Muse? She would play... Um, God, that's a tough one. Oh, Carrie Washington. <laughs> and not be funny because Carrie Washington's not funny. Yeah, that, that's really good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she'd wear like the white turtleneck or pe- white pantsuit that she would always wear yeah. in Scandal. Yeah. Mm. That would be her. Okay, well, she's the last drag queen. The, the Candy Muse threw me off. Once she said she was Candy Muse's daughter, I was mm-hmm. like, I wouldn't be proud of that. Yeah, and then I was like, I gave her, and I, I, I didn't like her look either. It, was, it seemed a little harsh. I don't know. That's the only way I could put it, but harsh, severe. All right, Nathan, you and I are gonna pause 
um, but then what we're going to do is we're going to rank the queens. Sure. Now, you and I will pause and do that, but the, you're listening at home, it's going to be like no time passed, but there will be have some definite time has passed. And so, um, all right, I'm going to do that right now. All right, Nathan, we are here. We are reading our predictions based solely on Meet the Queens, uh-huh. understanding that we get this wrong almost every year. Uh-huh. Right? I think there was one year where I think I nailed three of the top four or something like that. But like, other than that, uh, I, I, I generally just fail miserably. So that said, um, how did you organize it? Uh, I just went bottom to top. But I can do it in quadrants. I can do whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. So, here's how I did Maybe you can match it. I did, because there's a weird number this year. It's 14. I did the bottom five, the middle five, and the top four. Yep. I can do that. Okay. So, why don't you give us your bottom five? Okay. So, I have a mandatory meeting, Mirage, Morphine, Love, Dion, Plasma, and Megami. Okay. My bottom are Megami, Maya Iman LePage, Mirage, Q, and Tsunami. Oh, okay. Okay. What's your middle five? My middle, Q, Tsunami Muse, Geneva Carr, Dawn, and Plain Jane. Interesting. I have Geneva Carr. A mandatory meeting. Hershey Liqueur Jeté. Morphine Love Dion. And Sapphira Crystal. So now here we go. Oh. Okay. Who are your final four? I have Sapphira Crystal. Hershey Liqueur Jeté. Maya Iman Lapage. And Nymphia Wind. We only match on one. Yeah. My final four are Nymphia Wind, Plain Jane, Dawn, and Plasma. Wow. Well, you love a white queen. No, because I think Nymphia Wind's going to win. And watch. We've both put Nymphia Wind at the top. She'll be first out. Yes, I'm telling you. She'll be <laughs> the first one out. And that's how it'll go. Yes, it's going to be 100%. Uh, what it, what what's happened though? All right. Well, Nathan, very good. Meet the Queens episode. Very good. Meet the Queens episode. Uh, okay, guys. So when we come back, we're gonna be back. Uh, you'll get it in the public feed. Uh, January eighth. Yeah, January eighth. If you want it earlier, uh, you know, join at Patreon.com/slash/AfterthoughtMedia, and you'll get it that weekend without commercials. Uh, usually, and also it's usually a longer show. Not always, depends, but a, a lot of times it's a longer show on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash afterthought media. And if you want just between us girls, you can join the executive tier or you can join on the Apple podcast. But uh, we'll be back and we're going to have the first two episodes are going to be me and Nathan. But then after that, we're going to have some rotating co hosts and it's going to be really fun, a good time, and uh, all that jazz. Nathan, any final words here? No, no, but let no. me go down. <laughs> let me give a detailed analysis again of each queen. No, but I am. Uh, it might not have sounded like it, but I'm very excited for this season. Yeah, this one. I'll be honest with you. We'll do, and I wanted to tell you this privately, but I'll tell you this now, Nathan. I want you to keep in mind that then we didn't do it this season because this season we had to be analysis, right? I mean, this episode. 
This that's is my drag night show. analysis. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. The, uh, this episode is about analyzing the queens. We don't know uh-huh. anything about that. But this season, this show is a comedy show first and a recap show second. Got it. So let's focus on the comedy. It's going to be a very funny season, even though the cast at this point seems sort of underwhelming. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us right at the top of 2024 as we discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 16. So for Nathan, Patrick Brown, and myself. Viva Mexico, cabrones. Thank you for listening to Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can also email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more Drag Race and LGBTQ content, support us over at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Nathan Patrick Brown has another podcast. It's called Bravo Bravo Effing Bravo, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow Nathan on Instagram at NathanBrown90. Follow Joe Batanzi on Instagram and TikTok at Joe Batanz. Special thanks to these expensive tier Patreon supporters. Alex S., Anonymous, April Pacheco, Astute Girl, Brad Coley, Phil Sket Pony, Dufus Maximus, E. Smith, Elizabeth Timmer, Emma, Humble Pie, J. Thomas Plank, Jesse Harris, Kathy Zender, Lauren Eckerd, Lucy Carrasco, Luke Stammen, Mike Yeager, Nikki Baker, Poppy Woods, Ricardo Herrera, Robert Nwaisi, Sarah Yu, Robin Agenberger, Runner Brandon, Tom Bombs, Travi Cosmos, Troy Anderson, and Zach Nelson. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media Podcast. <laughs>